it's like one of those things that time gets away from you and you, you forget where things are at. And you're like, dear Lord, qualifying is today for the Grand Prix. It's tomorrow, people. The GMR Grand Prix is happening right here. We're just a couple weeks away from the Indianapolis 500 presented by Gainbridge. Doug Bowles joins us right now, president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, We'll get into how ticket sales are going for the 500. But this weekend is sometimes a bit of a a lost weekend in the excitement of May and in the excitement of the Indy 500. Uh, What is the plan for today for, for, for qualifying? What's the plan for tomorrow, especially with that rain in the forecast? And what do we think attendance is going to be? Well, I, you know, you're right. With the Indy 500 cast, a pretty big shadow. So, um, it, you know, sometimes this event does get lost. Although I'll tell you that it's in a much better spot than when it was just an open practice day that didn't really mean anything. So uh, I think the attendance is going to be great. The weather will impact us a little bit depending on the walk-up. But the good news about uh, the GMR Grand Prix is uh, we're going to run in the rain. Now, if there's lightning, obviously we won't, but these guys get to run in the rain. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. we got cars on track already this morning, and IndyCar will be on here shortly for a couple practice sessions and then qualifying later this afternoon. So when, when we talk about today, how does the day run? What, there, you can still head out there. You can get your tickets and go. Um, what, what, how does the day progress? Yeah, so, so right now, the, some of the feeder series cars, the AAA baseball of IndyCar, if you will, are out running right now. So there's, there'll be three different of those series. Uh, and then you've got the IndyCars Indy cars running. You actually have our first uh, Indy Lights race today. So you get a chance to see the Indy Lights guys, and that's one step below IndyCar. Um, and then, like I said, two, two one-hour practice sessions for IndyCar and then the qualifying later this afternoon. But it's basically an entire day of on track. The good news about today, you can just come up to the gate and grab a ticket. It's a 20 bucks for a GA ticket, and anybody 15 and under is free. So I encourage people to just pack the kids in the car and come on out. So that's today. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow is, is race day. Tomorrow is, is the Grand Prix. Uh, gates open at 730. There are a couple races uh, be, before this. Um, but the it, it starts at like a little bit after three thirty uh, in, in the afternoon. So there's a whole day of activities going on. Um, who, who's running in this? How how are things looking for it? Everything's so everything's great. So the IndyCar, so the twenty six or twenty seven cars that'll run the GMR Grand Prix are the the drivers that you'll you'll see running in the Indy five hundred. So it's just running in road course configuration. The cars look a little different because they've got bigger wings and some other things that create better downforce for the road course. They run the opposite direction. So it's an interesting way to see Indy cars uh, that we don't normally see here in Indiana. If you've been around for a long time, you just think of them as going in the, on the oval. But the road course is what most venues see the Indy cars doing uh, when they're around the country. So that's that's what happens. Green flag about 345. The race is usually under two hours. So we get people in and out pretty quickly. That's a nice thing about this event. You can show up here in the middle of the afternoon and be home in time for dinner. Talking to Doug Bowles, president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, you have been on record saying that uh, ticket sales for the Indy 500, uh, they have been, um, uh, we'll use the word brisk, uh, that yep. people have been interested, that tickets have been selling. Uh, define it. What, what does brisk mean to you? Uh, tell me about a pace. Are we looking at sellout, yes or no? So the answer, uh, looking at sellout, is, is I won't say yes or no. I'll say likely not. Um, we are within 10% of having all of our reserve seats gone, and I think over the next few uh, the next two weeks, it's going to be really, really close on that end. The, the GA sales, which we did in in, 
in 2016, we sold out our reserve seating like May 1st, right around May 1st, and then everything we sold from there on was was GA. So, so we won't get to that level in GA. We'll be really close on the reserve seats, I think, for the 500. But you're going to be touching that 340, 350,000 people. I think will actually be on property for the Indy 500. So those folks that were here last year when we had 135,000 in the grandstand thought it was full. It's going to be it's going to be an electric Indianapolis 500. More people than we've had in the last 25 years, except for the hundredth running. Yeah, do you, do you see it as an issue that uh, no no bumping? It's it's 33 drivers this time. Is there a reason that we didn't see uh, more? I don't want to use the word interest because I don't know if interest is the right word uh, in this. But we don't have more drivers in this race. Is this an economics uh, conversation or something else? It's 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 not really economics. It's a combination of uh, engine supply um, because Chevy and Honda are two suppliers, so they'll supply. You know they're okay getting to thirty five, thirty six ish in in that number, but then it becomes you know what cars are available, and more importantly, what what personnel is available to safely put those cars on track. So it became a uh, that really became the factor is trying to find just like everybody right now in the workforce trying to find qualified people who'd actually run Indy five hundreds and had a team put together to make it work and you're right you know at the end of last year when we knew we were going to have 26 plus full-time cars in the ntt indycar series we thought well if we're at that for full-time we're easy going to be at 36 or 37 and and it just as things got closer it didn't get there the good news is we got to 33 because i'll tell you i think it's more than just a number i know some people don't but i think 33 is really important and then the excitement really i think for qualifying is going to be who's going to be in that fast 12 on saturday that have an opportunity to shoot shoot for the pole on sunday Right, so to change this year that you take the fast 12 and then uh, you're going to break that into a, like a six and six kind of thing and then they're going to shoot it out. So it's creating some drama about who's going to end up on the pole, who's going to end up in those in those first rows. How has that been taken? People excited by this? Yeah, I think so. I know I know the drivers are because in the past, it's the last several years, it's been the fast nine, so the first three rows. So going to the fast, tw- the fast 12, if you qualify your first run on Saturday and say you're 17th, 18th, you might have previously said, you know what, I don't think I can get to ninth. But if you're 17, 18, you might say, you know what, we can get to 12. So I think you'll see a lot of people uh, taking additional runs on Saturday to try and get in that top 12. So I think that'll be fun, and and uh, you know I think that'll create a little bit of the drama that that you won't. The the one thing you won't have is if you end up 13th, you're not as disappointed as if you end up 34. So you're not going to have that huge emotional drama that the last row sometimes presents. So before I let you go, people forget that your job is not IndyCar. Your job is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, the changes that have come under uh, Roger Penske uh, and the the, the uh, additions, the the investment uh, that's come. Uh, don't talk to me about so much what we're going uh, to see this weekend and then, of course, uh, a race day weekend. But talk to me about what the future is of the track and how it plays as a, as a player in central Indiana for other events, other opportunities and uh, races going forward. Yeah. Well, so, so the big thing for us and, and for Roger really, we're excited about having a, having a race without any restrictions. Obviously we had restrictions that we had to manage through last year. And so getting Roger, his first Indy 500 with, with as many people as want to be here is a big deal for, for all of us. And then we can really start thinking about some of the things that he talked about when he first bought the Speedway in the fall of 2019 about how do we really make this a, a larger entertainment venue? How do we do things? Um, you know, how do we look at all of our property? How do we invest in it in a way that, that benefits the west side of the west side of Indianapolis? So I think you'll see a lot of those things uh, uh, unroll as we get through this Indy, this Indy 500. But we're as busy on track this year 
as we've ever been in terms of track days. So we go right into a big BMW event after the Indy 500. We've got our vintage race. We've got a Porsche race, Ferrari Challenge, the Brickyard IndyCar Weekend. It just kind of goes on and on. So we're busier than we've ever been, thanks to Roger.